0: Cincinnati and the Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And
0: you're listening to... Huh!
1: Pause for applause.
0: Well, only one of us had to pause for applause, it seems. (laughs) And I a stinker. Uh, You're listening to and or watching Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hi, dear. I'd ask how you're doing, but... I'd assume you're doing pretty good right now. <laughs> I'm in a lot more of this show later. You could have buttered me up more, audience.
1: You'll just get enough that they wanted to give you just Make a little sure taste. Make sure when I humor.
0: come out later, y'all lose it. Um, I just want to point to, for Halloween, I dressed as Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. Thank and you.
1: I appropriately was Nadia.
0: Yes, correct. And I've decided I am bringing back uh, lace frocked sleeves. Mm. I love it. It's my new thing. Embrace it. (laughs) Get on board the wave now, folks. Don't be the last one on your block with lace sleeves. Oh, am I talking too much about myself? A little bit. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Well,
1: um, first I would like to acknowledge that uh, the last time y'all had a show in this house uh Dottie was only one month old yeah so i did not participate
0: no it's weird that we were so lazy during the last like two and a half years why didn't we come back to this theater i don't know so weird
1: um but it is very it's it's you know it feels like i haven't been here in a very long time so yeah i'm glad to be back yeah You know, uh, we went to DragonCon this year, and... Oh, uh, thank
0: you. Hold on, grip it and rip it.
1: And we had such a fantastic show talking about dragon etiquette mm-hmm. that I really wanted to continue this, and we are going to talk about cryptids today.
0: Oh, you guys have heard about this. Um... I can't see you because it's dark out there and I don't want them to turn on the lights. But just for the edification of everyone around you, raise your hand if you have a tattoo of a cryptid. Oh, you know what? A sound thing would have been better. Cheer if you have a tattoo of a cryptid. Yay! Yes, I have a Loch Ness Monster tattoo Mm -hmm. on my flank.
1: Uh, Is that ribs?
0: That's ribs, right? Uh, I
1: don't want to think about it.
0: It's not on my hip. Oh, now I've said it. Oh, no. No, I have the Loch Ness Monster tattoo that's the, like, uh, blurry, shadowy one Mm -hmm. that was later debunked. (laughs) Huh.
1: Sorry, honey. No, it's all right.
0: I just, i defined my whole life by it. I got it on my skin. It's fine. No, I I got it because I had a a Scottish chariot named Nessie growing up, and when she passed, I, yeah, I know. I have a sensitive heart. Don't tell anyone. (laughs)
1: Uh, well, so we would be remiss if we didn't speak of the big one, Bigfoot himself.
0: Oh.
1: What? You're not. I just don't it? think that's
0: the biggest one. You don't
1: think so? Just because he has
0: big in his name.
1: Technically speaking, the tallest. I Taller mean. than Nessie? All right, but Nessie's a dragon.
0: Plesiosaurus. But go on.
1: <laughs> Plesiosaur? It's, it's debatable. It's Not important. Anyway, um, also called the Sasquatch or the Yeti, it is an ape-like creature said to inhabit the forests of North America.
0: I would disagree. I think a Yeti is different than a Sasquatch. Okay. Because it's little cows, right? Like mm. the Yeti is in cold places. You don't see a Yeti. You wouldn't see a Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest and go, that's a Yeti. Yeti is in cold places. You wouldn't see a Yeti and go, that's a Sasquatch. I'm just saying. That's what my heart tells me.
1: Duly noted.
0: Thank you. If we don't follow our hearts, what are we doing here?
1: Uh, the Beast is considered to be about seven feet tall. It's a biped and covered in long brownish, blackish hair. Unless it's
0: a Yeti. Then it's white because it's got to blend in with the snow.
1: And uh, apparently it has an affinity for beef jerky.
0: <laughs> now, hold on.
1: i <laughs> just saying.
0: That's that's the made up part not the real part oh
1: that's the made up part
0: (laughs) oh is that what this is gonna be (laughs) i thought we were on the same team i thought that we were playing the same game that it was all it's not all made up what's wrong with you i i assumed you had the heart and hope of a child But here I find out that you've hardened yourself. You don't. You no longer believe in fairy tales. All I'm saying is,
1: if we, I'm sorry, I have to
0: do this in front of you folks. But my wife is jaded, and I'm just now finding this out. All I'm
1: saying is, if we are allowing for some of the details, why not let all the details in?
0: Because one is from a commercial. One is from a commercial to sell beef jerky. Well, I mean, Santa Claus appears in lots of
1: Coca-Cola commercials. Yeah, but when. To sell when Coca-Cola. people talk
0: about Santa Claus, they're not like, "Yeah, he brings great gifts and do loves Coca Cola." I mean, they maybe. know the difference. Maybe they do. They don't, baby. We live in the world. You can't say maybe they do when you know that they don't. <laughs> Anyways,
1: so. Tales of these wild, hairy humanoids exist throughout the world, actually. So, not just in the Pacific Northwest. There are tales of Bigfoots in Canada. Big and feet. Chi- okay.
0: No, it's Bigfoots. You were right. It's just fun to say Big Feet.
1: <laughs> China and Russia. They all have their very personal versions of this big, hairy boy. Um, <laughs>
0: Some of them just call him daddy. <laughs> uh,
1: including some indigenous peoples of the Americas.
0: You know, uh, my favorite version is uh, the skunk ape,
1: mm. uh, which is a
0: version of the Sasquatch, where it's just like, it's like a Bigfoot, but he smells real bad.
1: <laughs> we'll get to one of those, a specific one. Okay. Um. So... Multiple self-declared cryptozoologists have claimed to have seen one or at least seen the footprints of one. Um, even the Travel Channel <laughs> has a list of the top 10 places in amateur What is this Christmas derisive <laughs> laughter?
0: That's an actual channel. They have travel right in their name. They know what they're talking about. That's like saying the History Channel just has made-up stuff on it. Come on, babe. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> okay, look me in the eye. Yes. what's more realistic a bigfoot or a giraffe cause giraffes are weird think about it right you're thinking about it now right an ape like creature a giraffe
1: hey stop yelling at
0: I'm me I'm sorry I only have the one setting and it's defensive when it comes to cryptids I got two modes defensive when it comes to cryptids and asleep
1: Although Oregon is the number one place for sightings, uh, as of 2019, there have been over 2,000 Bigfoot sightings in Oregon. Mm. Um, in 1924, this is, this is a big sighting. 1924, a group of miners reported being attacked by multiple Sasquatches. There you go. Uh, allegedly, the group of unidentified mammals threw rocks at the miner's cabin Case and close. tried to break in. Um, years after those attacks, an experienced skier vanished near the same location.
0: And you think they're connected? M-
1: yes, I do. Okay. Um, and there is a native legend of a, long told of a species of ape man living on nearby Mount St. Helen.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you agree that it's true?
1: Um, if you were to meet a Sasquatch. Huh. Uh the thing is they would rather be left alone
0: just like me No No
1: <laughs> No Uh it is said that they may alert you to their presence by emitting a foul smell uh perhaps wailing from the trees or a process known as tree knocking mm-hmm. Uh go away <laughs> Where a Sasquatch throws large pieces of wood against other trees.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. If I heard that, I'd be like, I'm going to (laughs) go.
1: I just didn't know that that was the calling card.
0: Oh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it is because I've never heard about it before. But I'm just saying if I was in the woods by myself and I heard that, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to stay right here. True. Can I tell you about one? Can I tell you about a krypton?
1: Okay, all right. This is not usually how i know well one show?
0: okay so i looked it up because i was originally going to do a quiz just say like here's three tell me which one's fake but they were all going to be real <laughs> uh-huh. real uh-huh. and i only pulled two because i got bored um but one that distracted. i really
1: like. he got sure. distracted he no, sure
0: it wasn't that i wasn't doing anything else um one is just labeled as british big cats and the idea is, like, in Britain, that it's just like, I saw a puma. Or, like, I saw a lynx. I saw a panther. Except, like, you're in Britain. Yeah. And it's just like, that shouldn't be here. Because it's that's an island. Ex- but that's the extent of it. Well, so the cryptid it. is not an imaginary creature. A real creature that just shouldn't be there. And I like that so much. Of, like, if I saw a wolf in my house, I'd be like, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> But here's one that I do like, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the description, and I'm going to give you like a, I'll stop, and then say, what do you think the next thing I'm about to say is? Okay. Right? I'm going to tell you about a Rougarou. Some fans in the audience. A Rougarou is a Cajun legend, uh, and Cajun legend has it that the swamps and bayous of Louisiana are haunted by the Rougarou, a werewolf-like creature who hunts two types of prey, naughty kids, and...
1: Lost house cats?
0: No, I'm sorry. Catholics who don't observe Lent. Oh. (laughs) Unlike werewolf legends, however, you don't need to be bitten by a Rougarou to become a Rougarou. According to Jonathan Forrett, uh, executive director of South Louisiana Woodlands Discovery Center, one of the ways you could become a Rougarou is if you...
1: Stop going to church?
0: No, I'm sorry, did not observe Lent for seven years in a row.
1: Seven years?
0: Yeah. Uh, You can also become a Ruguru if someone curses you, but if you're a bad kid, make no mistake, the Rougarou wants to eat you. To protect yourself from the Rougarou, you need to place 13 objects like pennies or rocks on your threshold or windowsill. This supposedly works because?
1: 13 is a prime number?
0: No, a Rougarou can only count to 12. (laughs) And the thing I love most about that is the idea of a Rougarou would approach. and be like, okay, uh, whew, here we go again. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ugh, never mind!
1: This is kind of like the, the vampires must count anything that's dropped my in front of them. It's my favorite thing.
0: It's one of my favorite things about vampires, and it's not, it's not brought up in stuff like Twilight. But if you, like, scatter coins or rice or whatever in front of a vampire, they have to stop and count it. And I just love that idea of, like, a vampire chasing you, throw down some rice, and I'm like, oh, man. One, <laughs> two, I'm going to get you. Three,
1: My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Wait, what's Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, Listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney, Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of Forever! Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Adam. We host a show called Greatest Trek on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows, Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other new Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come find out why we're the most important Star Trek podcast. On the internet, with our funny, informative recaps of all the new Star Trek shows that Paramount keeps churning out. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Uh, Here's one that's a little closer to home than the Bigfoot. It is called the Ohio Grassmen. Oh, you've heard of them. Uh, So... He could, he could be. He could be a member of the Sasquatch family.
0: If they would just let him in. <laughs> Open your heart, Sasquatch.
1: But many believe that the Ohio Grassman is his own species because mm-hmm. he is very aggressive. Um, so local reported, locals have reported numerous sightings of what they call the Grassman, which is a, a large ape-like creature um, spotted in the hills and forests of Ohio's Appalachian Plateau.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: Uh, it's also home to the famous Ohio owl, Howl, which uh, this, this area, oh, the, yeah, the plateau. Oh, yeah, not the same
0: house. No, they don't live together. Ohio in a buddy howl, howl, okay,
1: uh, which is a hair raising recording of a deep voice screaming and howling into the night, believed to be the call of the grassman.
0: Oh, okay, so it could be the same thing. The the howl isn't a separate creature.
1: Correct, but it is as in the far same as we area. Know. It's in the same area.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Here is a very prominent sighting, an account of a prominent
0: sighting. Joe Biden saw him. (laughs)
1: Uh, In the small village of Minerva, Ohio, in August of 1978, the grandchildren of Minerva residents Evelyn and Hal Clayton, along with their friends, ran inside screaming about a hairy monster they saw in a gravel pit outside. When the couple went out to investigate, they saw what the crying children had described. It was covered in dark matted hair, sitting in the pit and fiddling with discarded trash. Estimated to be around 300 pounds, the Claytons fled, but this would not be their last encounter with the Ohio
0: ape man. No, he stopped by the next day and was like, I clearly needed help, where were you guys? I know, right? I was down in a gravel pit, you do nothing? Have you not heard about the Good Samaritan? Come on, my dudes. (laughs) Nothing? All right. Let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this. Oh, okay, okay. Who is like a person, uh, significantly, you can't just say me, because obviously it would be me, a person that would say, I saw Bigfoot, and you'd be like, now I'm convinced. Now I believe. Because I have an obvious answer that I'll say, and you'll be like, oh, that's Uh, that.
1: I'm drawing a blank.
0: David Attenborough.
1: Okay. If David no, Attenborough yeah. was like, yes,
0: I saw the Bigfoot, you'd be like, oh, what?
1: <laughs> right? Definitely. Yes, no, you're right. If, or maybe Morgan Freeman.
0: I wouldn't believe that guy. <laughs> but David Attenborough? Maybe Justin McElroy. Those are the two. <laughs> I mean, would he lie to you? Yeah. He has a four. So he if got we- my little brother to eat dry pasta. <laughs> I may have assisted. <laughs> I'm also not trustworthy though. You know not if I came home all. and I was like I was in the woods I saw Bigfoot you go. Okay. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh so if if one were to uh meet the Ohio grassman, um it is I mean you not keep recommending saying it
0: like it's like a branch of the army. The grassman. Yeah. Not the grassmen, the grassman. I mean he's Singular, as far as we know. He's the grass there, man.
1: There could be more.
0: Now, you just said. As far as we know. Then it's grass man or grass men. Not, grass, not Harvey Grassman.
1: The, uh, we're going to argue about this? No, not in front of the kids. <laughs> if you are to meet one... Uh, it is recommended that you don't go searching for them because they are uh, particularly aggressive. Um, They are uh, said to have a taste for canine as well as anything else that they may happen upon. Um, And if you do meet him, do not comment on his smell. (laughs) He's known to have a very upsetting odor, as of rot.
0: Now, I wouldn't have done that anyway, but the idea that I would come across a giant A like creature that is aggressive um, and I'd be like, hey man, no offense, <laughs> you stink, like, is out of the question. Who would do that?
1: I don't, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's why he's so aggressive.
0: Maybe if I went, People like keep
1: telling him he smells I, bad.
0: I actually think of that as a very complex uh, scent and I enjoy it immensely. He'd be like, oh, thank you. Let me show you all my treasures. They're Uh, dog skeletons. uh,
1: Because of his aggression, it is recommended that one bring small stones or something to throw and distract at him. Okay. If if things turn, you know, turn sour.
0: I would bring a boombox then. That's way more distracting than small stones. Hold up a stone. Oh, you mean like to throw. Okay, right. that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> yes, to throw.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. I get it now. Not like, look at this.
1: <laughs> would you would you tell the audience about the Loch Ness monster? We did touch on it briefly.
0: Uh, sure. Uh, so the Loch Ness monster is real. And uh, no. So the Loch Ness monster, thank you. Uh, the Loch Ness monster uh in Loch Ness, Skyland, which is near Inverness, um is so it to be uh, a quite uh, large uh, monster that it, uh, closely resembles a plesiosaur. Um, though many have commented that it could look like an elephant swimming in the water with its trunk up, like, uh, like a snorkel. Um,
1: I recently saw on the interweb that it also looks a lot like a whale penis.
0: <laughs> you know, it's called the dork. Mm-hmm. A dorg is the uh, technical term for a whale's penis. Um, and uh, the most famous picture, the one that I have tattooed on my ribs, uh, is that, like, you see the hump and, like, the waves, and it's very shadowy uh, and blurry. And it was a... Dentist and a photographer who, like, basically affixed it to like a logger, little toy submarine or something, and took the picture on very close up so that scale-wise it looked uh, like the right size. Uh, but of course, they were just taking a fake picture, not one of the real monster. Um, and the thing about Loch Ness that makes it somewhat believable is while it is not a very wide. Or very long lock. It's very very deep, mm-hmm. um, and the bottom is very like muddy and uh, dense with like rotted stuff and like mud, and so it makes it really really difficult to do sonar. Uh, and actually, on our honeymoon, we went on one of the ferries. Fairy- <laughs> we went on uh, one of the ferries that takes you to Loch Ness Castle, uh, that has the sonar belt into it, and we looked at it for about three seconds and then drank a bunch. Because they had a bar on the ferry. What? What? It was incredible.
1: Uh, What do they think of next? (laughs) Drinking on boats. I love it. Uh, Did you know that the first sighting goes back to the 6th century?
0: Yeah, because it's real. Okay. Did you know that I wrote a small children's book about it when I was in 5th grade? (laughs) Yes, I did. About a kid named Travis who meets the real Loch Ness Monster. Don't worry about it. (laughs)
1: Um, Do you happen to know the the current theories as to how the monster arrived in the lock?
0: Uh, I do know that uh, I think one of them was like before or like during the melt after the ice age or something that uh, the lock would have been connected to the ocean Mm. and that it would have been uh, or to a larger body of water and that it's something that could have like swam in those waters during that time. And then as the water levels receded. Uh, it then became basically a lake instead sort of connected to a larger thing, and so then it was uh, trapped in there. Or I believe there is also theories about like underwater tunnels that then became sealed or under, you know. Uh, subterranean water filled tunnels that then became sealed. So it just survived within that. But even then it would be hundreds of years old. So clearly that's not it. It's a family of creatures and we only see one at a time. Come on guys. Uh,
1: Other theories include that there is some sort of space time anomaly uh, causing a plesiosaur or some kind of water dinosaur to been transported to the modern day.
0: Over and over again?
1: Uh, another, another theory is that it is the result of deep state genetic experie- experiments well, it. and mutations it, You can't escaped. start a
0: phrase with deep state and expect anyone to go, oh, oh, okay, after that. The only people that believe in that heard deep state and immediately went, check mark. <laughs>
1: uh, so here's some etiquette regarding Nessie. I mean, obviously, it's a landlocked. Lake, Obviously. Uh, so you would have to go and visit her. Um, and if you do, uh, you do definitely, if you plan on going into the water, you need a very good wetsuit because uh, it is quite cold mm-hmm. in the lock. Um, and we also recommend the scuba diving certification because, again, quite deep. Um, and, and murky. And murky. you got to wear those goggles if you're going to go in. Um, and here's the thing. Nessie uh, is purported to enjoy the darker areas of the lock. uh, And the internet.
0: (laughs) She gets into some weird stuff, you guys.
1: Because she has very sensitive eyes. So uh, you're not to bring a flashlight. um, And that is why she hides from the paparazzi, because she uh, is, is, is sensitive to the flash.
0: Yeah. And she's been married four times, and she wants this fifth one to last. And she's like, no scrutiny, please.
1: Um, also, it's recommended that you don't bring up her appearance on the History Channel show in search of... She's extremely embarrassed about it. Um,
0: Wait, now, hold on. Is this like... Hey, is this like the beef jerky thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that no. possibly based on? It's did, based did she on... tweet that? That was based on... <laughs> A show the History Channel put on where it ambushed her in the early, in the mid 2000s.
0: Okay, but, uh, and I know that this is between you and Alex and your God. (laughs) Where did I would like to cite the source of Don't Bring Up That Appearance So She'll Get Embarrassed? I mean, she. Unless you're about to say David Attenborough, then I don't care. (laughs) Zachary Quinto. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll buy it. He was Spock. And so. Why not trust him? Let's move on. Okay. Uh,
1: So the last one I would like to talk about is actually one that um, is another local, the Loveland Frogman.
0: I forgot where we were for a second. I thought you were about to say Mothman.
1: Oh, I mean, if you, uh, we are nearly at the end of our program, but after, can I talk about the Mothman? Two seconds. After after I'm done, you can talk about the Mothman.
0: Okay. Then I won't say anything, so you can finish.
1: So the Loveland Frogman is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing roughly four feet tall and was spotted in Loveland, Ohio. Um, in 1972, the frog legend gained renewed attention when a Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with the descriptions of the frogman. After another reported sighting in 2016, the second officer called a news station to report that he had actually shot and killed the creature some weeks after the 1972 incident, and he had misidentified it as a large iguana missing its tail.
0: That's a big iguana.
1: I know, right, but... Still, there is a lot of folklore surrounding this. Um, there's a professor at the at UC, uh, Edgar Sotkin, who compared the Loveland Frog to Paul Bunyan, saying that the stories about it have been passed down for several decades, and uh, that...
0: I, I said I wasn't going to interrupt, but a bold move, Sotkin basically a lovely.
1: frog pull a bunion. Well, um, the thing is, it's, it's about the, the sightings resurface decades over decades, right? Sure. Uh, and they seem to come in predictable cycles. But in August of 2016, local Cincinnati TV stations reported that a night of fun turned into a chilling tale of horror when two teenagers playing Pokemon Go... Between Loveland Madeira Road and Lake Isabella, claimed to see a giant frog near the lake, who stood up and walked on its hind legs,
0: and said, "There's no Pokemon over here. Go away."
1: That particular sighting turned out to be a homemade frog costume. Get out! No way. By a student from High, Archbis- Archbishop Moller High, Archbishop Archbishop High School.
0: Yeah, man. So... When a story about a cryptid starts with, so I was playing Pokemon Go.
1: <laughs> um, so if one were to go looking, obviously we'd want to bring some sort of gift, maybe a jar of flies or some. I, that would
0: have to be patron. If I was the Loveland Frogman and someone was like, here's a jar of flies," I'd be like, hey, get out. That's patronizing. Bring me a good novel. I have many, I'll, yeah, I'll take the flies, but I don't like it. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Don't look at me.
1: But, I mean, it, Loveland is one of the, the great places to play Pokemon Go. There are a lot of gyms. Yeah. So maybe you'd offer that him. I read that
0: on the internet. Number one best, Loveland, Ohio. <laughs>
1: maybe you Forget would offer Japan. him your Pokecatcher. He might enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me about the Mothman.
0: Okay, I have two minutes. So here's the thing about the Mothman. Uh, The two most famous uh, examples of this, as far as I know, are in uh, Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. Uh, There was one story, I believe, in the 70s of a group of teens, Joy riding around, um, being chased by a flying creature with red glowing eyes. And they were, like, near some kind of, like, factory or, or foundry or quarry that they shouldn't be near.
1: It it, it was um, outside of town known as the TNT area, the right. site of a former World War II munitions plant.
0: Right. And then another one of, like, a woman driving with her child in the car, and she was scared off from the similar location. Um, and uh, I'm trying to... But there was basically because of the connection of these and another event, soon after there was a bridge collapse.
1: Yes. Uh, it is... It said that, uh, so in December 15th, 1967, the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Uh, caused the deaths of 46 people mm-hmm. um, and it was connected because this is where uh, one of his popular kind of like sighting places was so the idea was that the mothman was trying to warn everyone about this is what i'm the saying bridge. mothman
0: gets a really bad rap as a cryptid because rarely are there other cryptids who are like i was just trying to help you guys out i don't know why you're being like this where the Mothman was like, I'm just trying to keep you away from this bridge that clearly we need some infrastructure in this country. Let's get stuff together. Vote Mothman 2024. And the Mothman gets a really bad rap. uh, But there is a big silver Mothman statue in Point Pleasant with big red eyes. And I have sat on that Mothman's shoulders. You can find that picture somewhere on the internet if you look even a little bit. So the Mothman rules. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for coming out to the show. I assume you're all here just to see us, but do stick around, because after us is Sawbones, and then after that will be my brother, my brother, and me. Um, And I've heard great things about those youngsters. Um, make sure, uh, during intermission, you check out the posters out in the lobby. They're really, really Not beautiful. Not after
1: this one, right? After Sawbones after is the intermission. After Sawbones will be
0: the intermission. Um, and, uh, we put out the call for live questions as well. So you can email live at nbmbm.com, if I remember correctly. Um, and include your seat number and like a one sentence description of your question um get the posters uh follow schmanners on your podcaster if you enjoyed this show
1: hey uh anything else you want to say do i normally do th- thank you oh how
0: sweet i'm 39 i said it like i accepted a cheer i don't know why you cheered for that age but thank you i like it because nine is divisible by three but that's me i'm a nerd um, that's going to do it for us. Do my thing? Or? Yeah, do your thing.
1: We always like to thank Brent Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast for now. And uh, thank you to Brewha Betty Pinna Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today.
0: And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week.
1: No RSVP
0: required. You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners, Schmanners. Get it.